workplace reflects wider society. Not everybody in society, let alone in the workplace, feels comfortable to metaphorically raise their hand. My door is open is a great phrase. We hear it a lot and it's written about in books, but how many people walk through that door? Not everybody does. What you do not want as a senior leader is your initiatives to be torpedoed by resistors. As a leader, your role is ultimately to drive your organization forward, to change it, to transform it, to enable it to flourish in the future. If your organization doesn't change, it won't survive, and you need people on board to enable that change to succeed. Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere, where CEOs, leaders and experts at building teams, companies, organizations, and amazing cultures share how to lead from anywhere in the world. I'm your co-host on the East Coast, Judy Bianco Mathis. And I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And we invite you to join us to Team Anywhere. Hello and welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere. I'm your host on the West Coast of California, Mitch Simon. And today on the podcast, we have Ollie Lingwood Craddock, CEO of Rungway and an expert in business transformation. Rungway is an employee listening platform that enables leaders to continually get ahead of emerging issues and drive organizational change. Rungway connects employees to scale and understand emerging issues get alignment on what matters most, and create real change by moving quickly on priority issues. Today, we will discuss the importance of effective communication and authentic dialogue with employees, how to unlock hidden insights from people data, and how to build a more inclusive and engaged workforce. That's a lot. So welcome, Ollie. How are you? Very good. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Great. And as you can tell, this, uh, this podcast is uh, with Ollie in the UK. So tell us, first of all, um, Rungway is a employee listening platform. Don't know what that is. So what, what is it? What is Rungway uh, really? What is it? Rungway is a, a, a platform. It is a platform. So there is technology, but there is also service attached to the way we work with our clients. But it is a means where individuals in a company can ask questions, raise ideas and raise issues in their own words, in their own time with free text. And, and build up a picture for the leaders of that company in terms of what's really going on in their organization. So it is organic. It is not based on questions and getting responses back. So it starts to show you really what's happening in your company in a way that other mechanisms don't. So it's like the old suggestion box. Is that it? Exactly. And so we work with large organizations and so very large enterprises. So imagine a, imagine a suggestion box at scale. Uh, imagine that for 10,000 people or 70,000 people as some of our clients are. And how would you go through all of those suggestions? So what we do with our technology and our team is pick out the two or three things that are those emerging issues, those the sparks before they become a bomb um, in terms of maybe the kind of change initiative you're trying to lead, which you have a sense isn't going well. You get you hear rumors that it's not working right, but you don't know why. And so what we can do by analyzing all of that text in terms of the discussions about key issues we can give clients a real sense of why. So we, we help them, what's, what do they need to focus on? Who is impacted by it? Um, why are they impacted in their own words, which is the why is really critical, and then what you should do about it and the impact you then have off the back of that in terms of sentiment and advocacy, ultimately, towards your, your big transformation. Great. And so you are the CEO of Runway. 
Um, first, why is it called Rungway, and, and how did you get to um, leading this company? Yes, I, I, I did not start Rungway. So, so the founder, Julie, who still works in the team and works with a lot of our clients. So Julie Chakraverti started Rungway um, a few years ago now. Um, but from her experience, she wanted to create a community of uh, kind of supporting individuals to help them level the rung. And it's all about the point that in, in large organizations, in, in any organization, there is a reality that a lot of people don't raise their hand, don't feel comfortable to do that. And therefore, that organization misses out on their ideas, their, the, the reality of their experience in the company, and potentially issues that are going on in the company that they won't know about. So Julie created a community, initially an open community, which is what, to level the rungs, hence the name Rungway. And from there, we've evolved into an organization which helps um, leaders of companies at scale connect into their employees, understand what's happening and, and enter dialogue efficiently with them to, to, to move forward and take people with them on that journey. And what's your journey to get to, to, get to leading a listening platform? Because uh, I'm always very interested in you know, how people get to something which is actually rather new and, and different and exciting. So I, I guess I've, I've done a very eclectic variety of jobs in the past. I think um, prior to, to Runway, I've, I've worked more in the learning industry, um, the tech learning industry. So, so relatively similar space, but not overlapping. Um, and in looking for my next opportunity, I met Julie, the founder, um, and she talked me through some of the impact that Runway has on both individuals and on organizations and how it brings more people into those conversations in companies in an, incl in an inclusive way. Um, that means you in ways you otherwise wouldn't hear from them. And some of the statistics around that are amazing. And that sold me on the impact that Runway can have across big organizations. And I fell in love with it off the back of that. Okay, so I, I got to ask, because, um, you know, we are, you know, I'm sure you and I both promote authenticity and honesty and transparency in a company. And wouldn't a lot of people say, well, well, if a company uses runway, it's quote unquote, obviously there's a problem because you've got to go to your employees and, and say everything needs to be anonymous versus isn't the ideal that you would have, you would have employees come forward, not being anonymous and be able to be authentic and transparent and to speak their piece. So I'm wondering that, and I'm sure you've heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> how do you move through that conversation? I think, um, we do we do hear that a lot. Um, I guess a key point is some of the organizations we work with are some of the best employees in the world. It is not to say we only work with companies where there is a problem. And I think a really important point in that in that point around probably leadership, which I know you talk about a lot, is that the the workplace reflects wider society, and not everybody in the uh, in society, let alone, and let alone in the workplace, feels comfortable to metaphorically raise their hand. Um, in a in a group situation, um, and and so we see that um, colleagues of color are three times more likely to post anonymously than than other colleagues. We see in the APAC region that that women have only ever posted anonymously in the entire history of Runway, um, and it's it's the, the the differences in behavior reflect wider society. And so I quite commonly talk to to, and I know from my experience of leading a business that. Not everybody will come to me uh, and speak to me. The I, my door is open is a great phrase, and we hear it a lot, and it's written about in books. But how many people walk through that door? Not everybody does, and probably the same people do. 
And so therefore, if you rely on that open door mentality, you hear from the same people, which means you hear from a, a subset of your organization. You, you know, why don't you step outside your normal? What I say is you've got to step outside your normal network to know what's going on across your entire company uh, and to understand the, the, the reality of that. Um, and as a leader, that's your job. You need to know the good and the bad. Um, does that help in terms of that context? We talk about that. Yeah, it does. I, it's just it's the the necessary conversation. Now, do you use Runway in your own company? We do. Yeah. So I I use Runway uh, as you know, we use Runway as a team. Um, and I think the point around anonymity is it's we use it constructive. So there are elements of it that are constructive. So it is obviously still a work tool. So we we have anonymity and then moderation alongside that. So if things are sensitive then they are, they are rooted to the right person within the organization to enable them to respond one-to-one to that individual if it's a very sensitive personal matter. Um, but also if it's a thing that should then be made public in terms of how you reply to that, that is where the power of runway kicks in and it's one-to-many. And so you're able to then show that, it, that response to everybody in one go, which from a leadership perspective means you have impact at scale. And then we can start to share that, that sentiment uh, trend and the impact on those people and moving them from resistors to advocates over time. So Runway is a is not a scale organization. It doesn't have five thousand employees, but we do use it ourselves in all the ways we yeah in all the ways we encourage our clients to do as well. How do you know that? And this is whether it's anonymous or not anonymous. Um, how does your technology tell you that there really is an issue versus you know it, usually because I work with a lot of companies they'll do the surveys and you know they'll get I don't know, 8,000 replies and 7,999 say, love this company. One person says, you know, the cafeteria food is horrible. So how, how does your technology determine whether it's an issue or just a, a call it a bad apple? So we can, we can see, so although you can post names or anonymously, and so you know, some people do post names as well. It's an important point, but, but, but people do also post anonymously. We, we never divulge to the to our client who that person is, but we know that we know something about them in terms of maybe Ollie is in the UK. Um, I'm in a certain department, so we can we can see that we can see individuals even though we don't know their name and who they are, and so we can start to see the scale of sentiment on certain themes. And so we people can engage in if I've posted about the the, the food in the canteen or potentially. If we're changing a systems transformation isn't going well, or you're asking us to do too much in the middle of a transformation program as well as our BAU work, we can see how people engage in that. Is it an issue that affects one person, or is it an issue that's affecting a thousand people, and how they're kind of responding to that, reacting to that? So that's where we can, and also what type of person is it affecting? So therefore, the response in it gives the leadership that that view of who is impacted and how big an issue is it. And so we have. Our goal is not to give our clients too much data, but to say there are two or three things happening in your business, and this is why it's important. And that could be because it means a lot to the CEO as a theme, or it could be because it means a lot to a lot of people. There's two different ways of looking at that. Okay, so what about the question, um, the reluctance of on, your, on the sale? So we'd love to come into your company, Mr. Leader or Mrs. Leader, and... Um, and show you where, what all your problems are. Isn't there a lot of reluctance like, wait a minute, uh, it's much better if I just don't know. I'm, I'm just, you know, because, you know, that, that's, wait a minute, you guys are going to give me pain. So what is, what is that conversation look like, Ollie? 
I think that there are different ways you can, you can address that. I think every, every leader in every company has probably two or three key initiatives that they're accountable for and are, and are moving forward on. And in most cases, there is one of those where it's not quite going to plan. There's, a, there's that kind of feeling or rumor that it isn't, it isn't working, but people don't know why. Um, and so the, the, what you do not want as a senior leader is your, your initiatives to be um, torpedoed by you know, resistors, if you like, or assassins of your change initiative. Um, so it is, runway isn't, and runway isn't always negative either, is a very important point. The, 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 the majority of the sentiment on runway is positive. There will be pockets of, of challenge, we call it, which is ultimately, as a leader, you've got to lean into that because as a leader, your role is ultimately to tr- drive your organization forward, to change it, to transform it, to, to enable it to flourish in the future. If your organization doesn't change, it won't survive. Um, the, the, um, but to do that, you need to have people on board with you to understand the rationale for that. Um, so Leadership IQ is that, say that 15%, their data says 15% of, of employees understand the rationale for any change. Well, if that's only 15%, it isn't going to work because you need them on board. Change is people, ultimately, and you need people on board to enable that change to succeed. And there are lots of statistics about how if people are more advocates for your um, change initiatives, then they are more, it's more likely to succeed. So I, would, I can talk a lot about, yes, the, 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 it will surface things, but, but, but it's important that you know that because that means you can do something about it. And often we've, we've come across scenarios where in big kind of um, set, for example, kind of big mergers post-acquisition. What the what often senior groups are thinking about are important is not what is important in that situation to employees. And that means that cultures and teams don't integrate effectively. Um, it can be what seems very small things, but very they become very totemic and very big flashpoints. Okay, can you give us um, a use case? And I would love to, um, you know, because this is Team Anywhere, I'd love that if you could choose a company that is, let's say, spread um throughout either the your the uk or us or several countries um and what what was a specific issue that came up and how um runway actually helped solve it yeah so there's there's one example which i I can't name the company but i can talk about them in terms of uh in the financial services space um they were a um head kind of organization that of about say eight thousand people um, and they had acquired a significant pe- competitor. And this is this point of this acquisition and then merger afterwards. So they wanted to form one team off the back of that, that um, transaction. And the senior team and the board, were as they mer- tried to merge the business together and create one culture and one team, were getting a feeling that the value um, creation of that deal, which was many billions of dollars, um, wasn't coming to fruition because the teams weren't, weren't you know, the people weren't coming together and integrating properly. So the board were very focused on technology, processes, systems, um, moving people across, everything kind of quite transactional about the process of integrating. But they knew there was something going wrong and they brought Runway in to help them with that. And very quickly we surfaced what felt to the board very small things. There were three things. One was it was blocking this integration and blocking people getting on board as advocates. One was that the senior leaders of, of the, the business that was the buyer and not the, and of the two businesses um, was all, were consistently turning up late to meetings with the staff of the, the acquired business. So sending a very negative message. 
The second thing was that they referred to that business's products as legacy, i.e. not important, old, we're getting rid of it. Um, and the third thing was actually the most totemic point of kind of grind and cultural integration was one business had very professional um, um, headshots, almost done by a photographer in terms of their, their profile photos in the company. And the second business that was acquired had more avatar style images, a bit more personality, potentially it doesn't have to be a photo, it could be anything to represent them. And it created this problem of you're really corporate and stuffy and you're unprofessional and too relaxed. And it meant that they weren't coming together. So very quickly, we could go to the board, do change these three things. And they were able to get momentum back into that, that scenario. So that's just one example. Yeah. And that is, those are like simple tweaks, right? Yep. Show up on time. I would show up in time, have the same pictures. And the middle one was, what was the second? Don't refer to the products as legacy. As a legacy. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. It's hmm. great. It's really interesting. And, that, and that's obviously big scale, international business, um, many thousands of people. Um, we've got a lot. I could talk for I could talk for hours about different examples, but that's just one example. I'd love. Well, I'd love. Uh, I'd love to talk for hours about different examples. <laughs> hey, we're taking a quick break to remind you to support our podcast by hitting the subscribe button and leaving us a review. Your feedback means the world to us, and it helps us continue to bring you more engaging and thought-provoking content for leadership and remote work. I'd love for you to share with us uh, what are some of the trends that you're seeing overall? Because that's a that's a very interesting story. Are there any trends that are that are coming? Uh, I think for you know you're saying runway. A lot of the stuff that comes in is very positive stuff. So I'd love to sh I'd love for you to share like some of the positive things that you're seeing happening, especially you know in in the virtual hybrid space. I think it's really interesting. I think obviously the the kind of the way of the the kind of the, the working world and the, the dynamics of work are have changed dramatically over the last uh, few years for everybody. Um, and so we have lots of data from the, the you know kind of hundreds of thousands of people who use Runway across different companies. Um, I guess some interesting ones in relation to maybe more positive and very interesting is uh, as an example that uh, Gen Zs or Gen Zs as, uh, uh, are as we call them, yeah. more are more likely or to are increasingly likely, sorry, so 27% year-on-year increases in posting on runway outside of working hours and at the weekends. So that is a really interesting shift in terms of what Gen Zs are looking for in versus millennials is very different in terms of connection to the senior team, the immediacy of feedback loops, whereas millennials are looking for more structured and at a moment in time feedback loops. So that, that the way that runway being always on, very organic and free text is really fits nicely with Gen Z as one example. So Gen Z is is basically using the using the technology 24/7. 24/7, yeah. And so we also see that in in distributed workforces that are maybe um, not not desk-based workers where people are using it off shift, you know, and that can be 24/7 as well on their own device. So they they these are people who don't have a computer, don't necessarily even have a work email address. We see um, the the value to them of being able to connect into the, the organization in a way they've never been able to do before is really powerful. Um, in, that, in a distributed workforce like that, so if you're running that company, you have, you're, you're, it's incredibly difficult for you to understand the daily experience and the impact that the decisions are, are you make have on that. And so therefore you end up making decisions in a vacuum and you make bad decisions. But often in these companies, your, your workers out in the field are your products they face your customer you don't um and so that's that we see people using their own device to give that feedback raise ideas 
there are, you know, there are some companies that never get, never ask their employees for feedback. Shame on them. There, there are some companies who, who like, they'll do a survey, let's say every quarter or every week or every month. It sounds like the runway platform is, it's more organic, which is when you have something to say, you say it. That's, that's very revolutionary, at least in, in terms of, quote unquote, you know, getting feedback. It is. And it's also, it's handing, because it's organic and it's triggered by the individual, mm-hmm. it is not, I, I, you know, I've, and I think back to being in leadership positions before is you often write, pick the questions you want to hear the answer to rather than hearing what's really going on in people's minds and hearing that now. And obviously that changes over time. And this isn't to say that, therefore, for the kind of senior team of a company, it creates work on a daily basis. Our job is deliberately to make it 10 or 15 minutes a week. That's why we will say these are the emerging things. You re- These are the hot button things, whether good or bad, you should really lean in on now. Um, and that obviously can change. It can be consistent. But but moments in time lose that sense of the, 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 the temperature changing in an organization and the understanding of why that is. And then how do you, I don't know if the right word is change, tr- I'm sorry, train or engage, um, you know, 8,000 people is, you know, hello, 8,000 people got this new platform. It's called Runway. Whenever you have something to say, say it. All right, next to the strategy. How do you actually engage um, 8,000 people to, to use a tool like that it is lots of lots of different dynamics there is a there you know there is a a key key point is the marketing dynamic of any launch of a tool like that you know being very clear about the value proposition of to the employer the employee you know um being very clear that it is still a work tool um and then ongoing um engagement in terms of pulling people in in terms of this is what's this is what your colleagues are saying. This is what's interesting. This is what the this is how a leader has responded into that. And it's that that the, the virtuous circle of a that dialogue occurring where it isn't one way. It is it is about dialogue and it is one to many. Where a we've had in a, a client previously a relatively new kind of graduate hire um, had the opportunity to present to their you know, exco their most senior group of people in the company and posted on runway can anyone give me any advice what would i do and this is a great positive story where in this global organization 14 um kind of business unit directors replied to this individual and gave them advice on well when i did it for the first time i i I can empathize but this is what i would recommend and if you think in a company of that tens of thousands of people that individual who's probably probably 24 25 would never have access to those people but got in an instant that moment of learning and also everybody saw that happening so the 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 impact of that at scale across the organization is there was there was shared learning but also there was our leaders our leaders care about helping out people who are on their way up in their career so it can be those kind of positive moments as well of um, surfacing great moments that glue an organization together and you live your values through moments like that so i could see i think as, as i'm hearing you share it with the anonymity so there's a person out there who has a concern, he shares his concern. You guys say, wow, we're hearing a lot of this stuff. Then the leaders will basically say, hey, everybody, we hear a concern. We, we don't even know who it's from, but um, we've you know, basically shared with this individual these things. And then complete anonymity, 
And the rest of the company goes, oh my gosh, they're really listening to us. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and then the person- And we were on, able to, yeah. for the leaders afterwards, we were able to show them the impact that has afterwards over time on, on, on everyone who is touched by that in terms of we can see their, their sentiment change. So it is, it is deliberately about action and, and change off the back of that. Yeah. And what's the, what's the smallest company that you've worked with uh, in terms of employees? We work with we've worked with some companies of several hundred people, um, but but we have worked with you know companies up to seventy thousand people as well. So kind of a, a really big spectrum, and it is all about that. I think that if you get that virtuous circle moving of leaders showing they're leaning in and being human in the way they, they respond to people, um, that's you know, we we talk about tone and timing. It's not about being polished; it's about being human. Um, then you can drive the you can fuel that, and that then fuels other people to to suggest things and, and raise questions as well. What are you hearing? Um, final last final question. What are you hearing uh, in terms of employees satisfaction? This from a meta level, satisfaction, dissatisfaction with remote work. I think it's a really interesting dynamic. And I'm sure you speak to everyone about this is the the, 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 the dynamic between employers and employees. And I think probably the best way I would describe it is that there has been a shift in control. And it's about a control shift, I would say, in terms of the, con the control prior to COVID was very much in the employer. You, you come to the office, you, know, you work nine to five or equivalent, um, and employees complied with that. Whereas obviously now we live in a world where employees have gained control through the COVID era in terms of a sense of fle you know, flexibility and wanting to do that. So I think, I think there is probably an increased satisfaction if you like with that flexibility from an employee perspective but an employee employers are concerned by that in terms of is that is that impacting on productivity but the the worst thing you can do as an employer is panic and go i want you in the office every day um i think what you need to reach is that almost a value proposition point of this is this is how we'd like to bring people together and why um and it needs there needs to be seen as a mutual benefit to that um, but I think definitely the, there is an enormous shift in terms of going virtual. Some people, but I think also something that people are feeling is that feeling of everything is a million miles an hour and it's not stopping. Um, I know my personal experience, and I see that in people I work with, is we've gone from we used to have blocks of time where we would do we would feel like we would be sitting, thinking, doing things. To we probably have blocks of time of every thirty minutes to an hour on a video call. It feels like, and that's a very different way of operating, which is quite exhausting. So on some levels, the control is positive, but I think the nature of the way we interact with people more remotely is, has, is, is negative in some ways as well. Yeah, I would think um, without promoting your product like crazy right now, is that in a, virtual, in a virtual or hybrid world, what might be missing would be this, this level of here I am in, I don't know, in Maine or in Wales or something like that, I'm the only person in Maine or Wales, and I bet people don't care about what I'm thinking. And, and with a product like yours, um, that person is going to feel much more connected to the company because he feels listened to, you know, and there were, you know, obviously just because people are together doesn't mean that they're going to get listened to, but it would seem to me that, um, what we're what we really need to be very successful in this virtual hybrid world is kind of the the, the both so a, a way to know that people that i'm 
that I'm cared for um, and communicated to and also have my freedom so I can live in Maine or in, in Wales, let's just say. And also as a leader, therefore, it doesn't, you don't have to have people in a building to hear from them, to your point. Right. Um, but also you, you need a way to hear from everybody and in a way that you, you create this inclusive but safe way for people to feel that they can raise their hand and there is no repercussions on them. And I think that's the, going back to one of your earlier questions is, it is um, really important to create that safe space so that at scale, you as a leader can understand and then have enter that dialogue on what's really important to people. Wow. Really cool stuff. I just love the, uh, the innovation. So where can we find out more about you, Ollie, and about Runway? Well, you can happily go to runway.com um, in terms of our website and find out more. But equally, I'm on LinkedIn, so I'm Ollie Lingwood Craddock on LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me and reach out. Happy to, happy to share more. Great. All right, Ollie, thank you so much. This is very informative, um, very uh, in, uh, insightful. And um, thank you for your time. If you've loved this podcast, I, I've, I've loved this conversation. Please share this podcast with your friends, your colleagues, your family. And we look forward to seeing you next time on our next episode of Team Anywhere. Before we sign off for today, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your support helps us grow. And by subscribing, you'll be the first to know when our exciting next episode is available.